This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike. Series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. With bills to pay and debt piling up, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. Personal loans through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track financially if eligible. Our secure application process allows you to customize the terms that work for you and your budget. So check your eligibility today without affecting your credit score and help get your finances back on track. NetCredit, a more personal, personal loan. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com partners for more information. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast, edition number 22 of our series of the 2021-22 season. Joining me tonight with just myself and Mickey Simpson. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad, fella. Not too bad at all. You sure? I mean, we're recording the aftermath tonight of uh, Mill Nil Luton Town 2. Uh, you sure you're all right? I mean, I'm personally Listen, just, it's just, uh, it's, you can't get too high when you, when you win. You can't get too low when you lose. I, I know, but mate... I mean, we'll talk more in length, of course, but it wasn't great today, was it? Uh, mate, the bloke's fucking, you know, it, his football's starting to be found out and and he's starting to lose the home crowd. And if he loses the home crowd fully, then he's banging trouble. Um, I probably sense a Boxing Day departure, possibly. Um, you know, because a bit like Holloway. Um 
he's just starting and, and with his press release, we're going to that in a bit in the show, but the stuff he's coming out with in the press release stuff is, is just fucking, it's just bullshit. Um, either gear up and, and play how we expect a middle team to play or fucking go take your fucking medicine and fuck off. Um, I'm not out yet, but I'm just thinking that, you know, it's not going to be long now um, if we carry on like this. I know it's one loss in so many games and all that, but come on. Hmm. So we just fucking get into part one before we yeah. do it all on here. <laughs> we'll get into part one, obviously talk about today's loss. And we'll, in part number two, we'll talk a bit about Tuesday's game coming up away at Sheffield United at Bramwell Lane. Uh, I was going to go to that game, but I'm not now. But like, like we said, we'll talk more in detail about that as well in part number two. So let's get into part one now and um, continue to drown our sorrows, as they say. So, yeah, <laughs> let's get into part one now. And welcome to the first part of the show. Mickey, as we mentioned there, we are drowning our sorrows tonight, and we, mate. Um, <laughs> Mill, new, Lu- uh, Mill nil, Luton Town 2. Uh, Mill going down to two goals from Harry Cornick. Uh in a 2-0 defeat at home, Mickey. was literally touching on it there, obviously. I think, we'll guess we'll start with the atmosphere at the Den. I mean, you weren't, you couldn't make it to the game today, but I was there. And um, I think it's been like this for a few games now. Obviously, we've only won twice at home this season against Bristol City, thanks to Jay Wallace's penalty. And earlier on in the game that we had at Blackpool at home. I think you're, you hit the nail on the head where you say it's starting to turn. But to me, it was starting to turn a couple of weeks ago at home. Yeah. Yeah. Form at home has been quite atrocious, and we've spoke about it on obviously our shows. The good thing is it's all documented, and we speak about it at length in the past. But I think the atmosphere at the den today, you know, what infuriates me the most, mate, is today I feel like it was a bigger gate than usual. You can normally tell when you're in the ground, you know, more seats being filled. I'm talking like in the East Upper. Obviously, Luton is a normal kind of game Mill fan to get up for. The history off the pitch, you know, always a lively sort of encounter between the two sides as well. And it's another missed opportunity to kind of get those, like it's the first thing I said to you when I was walking out the ground today on the phone, it's an opportunity to turn those day trippers, as we call them, you know, people that don't come to every game at home. It's That's kind of opportunity to get them back to come back next Saturday and get Stoke. And today, if you've gone the viewing of today's game, there's no chance, maybe even 10% of them will come back on next Saturday for Stoke at home. Oh, absolutely. And also, you know, if we'd have won today, if we'd have won, which we should have done really against Luton, um, I'm going to come on to Luton in, in a bit further, really. But if we had won today, everyone coming out would have ended up buying Sheffield United tickets. Mm-hmm. We would have, you know, you would have brought them, I would have brought them. Um, we would have gone to Sheffield on Tuesday. We would, have, we would have sorted it out. But now, I can't be fucked, mate. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I would have been working up that way anyway. But would I want to fucking, you know, go an hour across country? Um, you know, not far, but would I wanted to go an hour across country to there to watch that? No, would I fuck? Um, you know, it's going to be cold. You know, it's going to be fucking pissing down rain. I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not taking off to the people who go like Paul Lavelli and people like that who, who are going up. Um, good luck to you, fair play to you. But it's going to come to a time where, you know, people, you, you're only going to be doing 100, 150 away, 200 away fans because they're just not, they're not wanting to pay that money to, to part with the shit what we're getting. Um, and the gates at, at home must be, you know, going down. If they keep on going down, okay, today weren't, weren't bad. It looked looked like a full ground. You know, not a full ground, but it looked as if there was a good... 30, you could tell there was a good crowd there today. Like 30,000. 30, 40,000, yeah, definitely. Um, but 
everywhere you look across social media, mate, everyone is on the same button. It's everyone saying it's boring, fucking shite football. I mean, the first half, we're playing fucking balls up, but we ain't got no one in there to fucking finish the balls. When you needed Smith on, he weren't on. I feel like, yeah, obviously going to the game, you know, you said it yourself just then, you know, we should be in the likes of Luton. I'm not, I, I don't know, I'm not too sure. I mean, I was. I listened to Not the Top, not the top 20 podcast, um, mm. a great show. And on, on Thursday, one of the guys tipped up Luton to beat us today. And he got it spot on with what he said, you know, like Millwall, an average team in this championship yeah. division, don't create a lot, rely heavily on Jed Wallace. Yeah. And as a result, I think, you know, Luton might turn up and, you know, probably rock the boat here. Obviously, Millwall hard to beat at home. But if you've got the crowd on your side, it'll be a tough place to go. But at the moment, the crowd ain't on our side. And, no. you know, you can see that early doors. I mean, we'll talk about a bit about the team, mate. Obviously, you know, it was a 5-2-3 again at home. Um, a five, five central five defenders on the pitch, three central defenders, defenders two wing backs. Uh, obviously, the lineup was Bill Kowski in goal, Ballard, Hutchison and Cooper with Wallace on the left side and Matt Lamar on the right side. No Scott Malone on the, in the team at all on the squads. Uh, George Evans and George Savile in the middle. Shay Yojo, Dred Wallace, either side of Benekafobi. You mentioned, obviously, Luton, you know, we, I mean, we had the opportunity to put balls in the box in the first half. I thought, personally, Smith should be on at half-time. Uh, he came on, I think, in the 53rd, 54th minute after we went 2-0 down. Obviously, in the first half, we had a lot of joy, like we said, in the wide areas. But I think Luton might have seen the team, and Nathan Jones, obviously, being the manager there, might have said, just give me all the wide areas. If they put balls in the box, it's got to be a pinpoint ball to get the likes of a phobia or OJ on the end of it, if, especially if it's coming from the right side from Jed Wallace. I think Luton just managed the game better than us today. Um, and yeah, like, like you said, mate, we huffed and puffed, had the balls in the wide areas, but especially in the first half and the whole game, there was no real quality there from our team. No. And the thing is, is that Nathan Jones just, you could see that he just turned around to his players and said, right, lads, this is what I want. I want you to go in. I want you to go hard. I want you to fucking play like you want to win. And just attack every ball, chase down the balls, do do everything what you're meant to do, um, and show me that you can do it. And they done exactly what he wanted. I mean, the geezer was as passionate as fucking the earth on the on the sidelines. Do you know what I mean? Gary Rowe just sits around as if he's fucking. Do you know what I mean? It just looks like he's a spectator. Um, we were having a conversation off air, you know, earlier on today, where we were saying, you know, are him and um, Callum Davison. Um, crap apart but there was something between them that made them work together well um and i don't know there's something not there either he's as stubborn as fuck and he don't listen and he just doesn't take on anyone else's point of view or he's out of his depth badly i mean you know we've sat there and listened to bullshit after bullshit for so long you wait till i can pick my team i want it's been so many months since i've been able to actually pick the team i want well, fuck me. The team he picked today must have been the team he wanted. They, that that was a class. I mean, fuck's sake, even Harris would have probably won with that team today. Would he have? I don't know. I oh, saw a few people online saying it on Twitter. Uh, that's you know, what, Harris, the only reason I, only reason yeah, I they, threw it in is because it's been online yeah. it? and it will just get people triggered to go, oh, you fucking think. Look, it's, Harris left, Harris gone. But he, he pretty much did the same as, let's throw another trigger word in. He's pretty much, the only difference between him and Holloway is at least Holloway would throw on a fucking load of attackers just to have a go. It was Do a you bit know what of, I mean? I, saw, I tweeted it, didn't I, during the second mm. half. It was a bit of um, Holloway roulette out there with some substitutions. We'll talk about it in the second half in a minute. But, yeah, that first half, like I said, you know, we huffed and puffed. But forgive me, I don't know who the goal 
I don't know, it came down left-hand side. You know, Cooper was caught out kind of. They've done it a couple of times where they tried to play over the top of Cooper, get Cooper turning around towards his own goal. And bless Cooper, you know, he's great in the air, but his turning speed ain't that great. And, um, you know, it was interesting to see Cooper stay in the side, but obviously I thought Malo would be fit and able to come back in. He wasn't there. Uh, Cooper stayed in the side. And I think, you know, they aimed to play down that side a couple of times. I don't know who made the mistake. They tried to clear the ball. It didn't, it kind of ricocheted. And um, Harry Cornick, who Kai did drop in as, you know, one to yeah, watch yeah, out yeah. for on tonight, on today's game in the last show, uh, he took the finish superbly in the first half. I think, you know, offered the time and space to do so. Sticks it top bins, you know, a bit of a Jack Grealish lookalike, I kind of thought. Um, he's definitely having himself as Jack Grealish. He's, he's not, but, you know, he scored two goals today for his side and won him the game. Um, but yeah, just shocking defending, Mickey, isn't it? And, you know, something that's kind of, especially at home, has become characteristic given, of this given side. Given the first goal, the first goal was a good, was a good taken goal. Fair play to the lad, do you know what I mean? We shouldn't have given him that much space, but fuck me, the second goal. How much space did we give him there, mate? He, he could have pretty much done whatever. He could have run it into the goal if he wanted to, mate. Um, which, uh, you know, in a team where a few weeks ago we were fucking really, really defensive, we're now looking as if we can't fucking defend, we can't fucking attack, and we can't hold the ball up. And all of a yeah. sudden, it's it's disappeared. It's as if, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we were... It's like playing football manager, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? All of a sudden, you were playing with all the cheats, and then your fucking mate comes on and switches your Xbox off and switches it back on, and all the cheats are fucking not there anymore. You just can't, you know, you're suddenly playing superstar level, but you're your best beginner or novice. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know what's happened. The team, either he's lost the dressing room, and the players just think we're fucked off as much as the fans are with this boring football, or They've bust sold into it and they just don't know what he's fucking doing at the minute. It's just, it's depressing to watch because you can just see it coming. You can just see the goals coming. You can go, yeah, no, we ain't going to win this. You know, it's exciting. We've got three decent players playing up front. It's it, it's great. But if we don't fucking give them any supply, they ain't going to score in a fucking, in a free brothel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... I think the timing of the first goal was obviously a bit of a sucker punch, 11 minutes into the game. Um, I feel like the first 10, you know, I think we probably edged it. We had a couple of corners. Um, we're asking the questions anyway, early doors. I think, you know, a couple of times I thought Badad had to stand up strong to Adebayo, the striker they had up there. Um, and I thought we came into the game quite well. I didn't think there was much threat. I was surprised to see. I mean, we'll talk about this. So you said mention the second goal in the second half there. What I'm surprised about is you sent, I think, an expected goal sheet in. And expected goals is not obviously a true reflection of the game, but it, it shows that, you know, Mill should have won the game today. Obviously, we had a penalty in the second half. Jed misses it. Good save from the keeper. Maybe poor from Jed there. Um, but I think, you know, they didn't have many chances today, Luton, but they were clinical in front of the goal when they were off their chances, weren't they? And I think, you know, normally if you say the stats, you know, we seem to have more domination in the game, more possession, but... The problem is, is we weren't effective with the ball, just kind of passed it around aimlessly. Second half, we gave the ball away a lot. You know, we're chasing the game, trying to get back into it. But with Luton, when they got the ball, there was a clear kind of game plan about their way yeah. of playing, wasn't there? And yeah. that's, that's the difference. Yeah. And I think, you know, what surprised me was Rowett said, especially during the international break, we've had two weeks to kind of horn into how we want to play. You know, my players are coming back fit. We've had the luxury of having, you know, Bennett, Bradshaw, Ojo, Jeds, Smith, um, Mahoney, all fit and available to train. And we've now had a kind of pattern of play session, so to speak. Um, I didn't see any of that today, mate. I saw nothing about that side going forward, especially the front three, where you thought, OK, there's an identity yeah. of how we're playing here. There was no clear... 
I mean, there was no layout. There was no game plan no. up front of the three players. You didn't see any movement off the ball. I mean, you didn't see anything special. I, I mean, the, it, thing it gets me, the thing that gets me with it as well is, right, is that the players we got on the pitch are not Mickey Mouse players, right? They're good players, right? Mm-hmm. So why the fuck can't they gel as a team to play as a team? If they're playing in one way and it's not working, wouldn't you go, do you know what? The boss is fucking playing us like this. It ain't working. Let's just fucking move out a little bit and do what we need to do just to fucking get back in the game. But they just don't seem to. It seems as if they're just following along his plan like headless chickens. And and the problem is, is that when we get a skull scored against us, our heads just suddenly disappear up our asses. And, it, and then for the next 20 minutes, it's fucking <laughs> super low. And then when they start to build up again, all of a sudden... You get another goal against us, and their fucking heads disappear. And then to take who was he take off? Macamar, Macamar, um, Danny, didn't they? He took that. Was it Danny off for? Um, yeah. took Danny off for Smith. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, he I was, mean, he was a good player for us while he was playing. You needed to bring Smith on, but I would have took one of the front lot on, front lot off, and put him on there. Or put a central defender off. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned that. Obviously, the second half happened. I mean, like I said, first half kind of faded away in the end. They scored their goal and it kind of just edged out to nothingness the rest of the first half. Can't remember any kind of noteworthy opportunities. I mean, I'm talking in the aftermath of the game. I'm not seeing the highlights yeah, yeah, yeah. to kind of refresh my memory of this. Um, second half happens and obviously they score their goal to make it 2-0. Again, it was just, you know, like I said about the identity of play. The reason I mentioned that is because every time uh, Luton got the ball, you knew Harry Cornick was drifting in from left-hand side. You knew Adebayo was going to make a nuisance himself. You knew the midfielders were getting on the ball and looking to play forward. I was impressed with Paddy Ruddock in the middle. I think that, you know, he's a proper unit. Um, their central midfielder in there, and he seemed to dominate midfields. We'll talk about Evans and Savile in a minute, because they were both shocking today as well. Um, but, you know, they just won the battles in the middle of the park as well there. Um, but there was an identity to their play. Harry Cornick then drifts in, like I said, Scores his goal superbly, sticks it bottom left corner past Bart. You mentioned he's got all the time in the world to kind of do whatever he wanted of it there in the second goal. And then that sub happens. And I think for me, that was just like an unbelievable moment where he's obviously playing that formation we said. The team was there with five defenders on the pitch. I keep saying five defenders because it was five defenders. You know, you could play Matamara right back and Murray Willis left back. But they're playing wing back positions. They're, they're defenders. They are defenders. I, 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 I called it 5 2 3 for me. Some people might say it's 3-4-3 three, three or whatever. Uh, but he takes off McNamara and he brings on Matt Smith and puts a 4-4-2 four, four, in place. It looked like anyway. And he's got Ballard playing right back. I agree with you, Mickey. Why is he taking uh, McNamara off? Okay, he wasn't his greatest game today, McNamara. A couple sloppy passes in the first half stick to memory where it's gone out of play where he's trying to play back to Jed Wallace on the counter-attack. But, you know, McNamara's come back in the team the last two games before this in the international break. Played well. And also, you know, saw us in back-to-back wins. You then zap the confidence by dragging him off after 55 minutes. A young player in our team that's nailing down the right-back position as his own. And then you stick Daniel Ballard right back. I, I don't get the logic in that. The only thing I can think of is, is he's trying to play for set pieces. He wants Ballard, Cooper, Hutchinson, um, and also Smith to be on the end of a set piece or something, whatever. But surely you keep on a right-back and don't put a centre-back in right-back. Surely, mate. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I reckon, I reckon if we were we were privileged enough to be able to do it and go get Gary Rowlett, Gary Rowlett's, um pre-match plan and Nathan Jones' pre-match plan and look at them now, how I reckon that Nathan Jones' team played exactly how they practised 
before they come here, how they train to play against us, spot on. And I think the problem is with Gary is that he tried something, it didn't work, he changed it, tried something again, didn't work, changed it. And it just seemed to me as if every time he went to do something, Nathan Jones was fucking four steps ahead of him. You know, because every time we made a substitution, he made one either straight away or just after. And he was just fucking nailing it on. He was just, yeah, yeah. Swap. let's change I mean, it. Let's do this. So we honest. do. So we do go, obviously, like I said, um, two down. We make that sub. And then it's just a weird event of a weird state of events, really, because obviously we're trying to half and path get back in the game. We're having corner after corner. I think in the second half, I've got the stats in front of me, actually, I'll tell you. Second half, we had uh, nine corners, nine corners where Jeb Weiss is whipping the ball constantly into the back post. Players trying to get the end of it. A couple of times, Cooper has an opportunity to score a goal, um, but it was a tame header at goal and Sluger made it look easy to save it. But we had nine corners, huffed and puffed, trying to play and get that edge that way. For me, if you're going to play that way, you should be playing like that from the get-go, not from like you know from the second half trying to chase the game. But like I said, we make that sub on the 55th minute. And then afterwards, like I said, we go 4-4-2. He then takes Ryan uh, Murray-Wallace off, who I think was a concussion sub, because that's oh, why he made four subs in the game. I'm, I'm trying to piece it together. I don't recall when it happened, but... That's why we was allowed four subs today, because he's the only player I can recall going down to get treatment. But he brings Murray Wallace off and puts Ryan Leonard on. And you're thinking, what's he doing now? And even all the players look at each other going, what kind of setup are we doing here? But what I think happened was he's gone them to Shea Yojo playing left wing back. And then he's got um, Ryan Leonard playing right wing back. And then he's got three defenders on the pitch again. And he's gone back to this three at the back. So he's only given it eight, nine minutes of playing 4-4-2. He's not even seen it unfold yet. And he's reverted back to type. And gone back to the five-two-three again, and I'm thinking to myself, what's he doing? And I think even the players are looking at each other, going, "What are we playing now?" Like at this point, he's got no wing backs on the pitch, got no full backs on the pitch. He's got three defenders, and he's got about four midfielders on in the middle of the park. It, it just didn't make sense. I, I don't know what he's doing. Um, and that's this is at the point where I'm thinking it's Holloway Roulette because you forward ten minutes later, he takes off George Evans and the phobie and puts Bennett and Mitchell on, and again. Like, I'm looking at a team going, what are we playing here? Ojo's playing left wing back. Leonard's playing right wing back. They're not, neither of them, that's not their natural positions. They're not the positions we signed them to play in. Leonard's a midfielder. Okay, he can play right back, play right centre half, do a job. But you're leaving three defenders on at the back of the pitch there who are just kind of passing the ball around aimlessly between each other. And then one thing I want to say is, what does Billy Mitchell have to do to get a run in this team, by the way? I mean, we talk about midfield now, mate. Evans and Savile, both were shocking. And I, I'm a big fan of Savile. He looks off the pace today. He got injured in international jury. He was a risk back to play today. Plays the full game in the end. I don't think to myself, how has George Savile got away playing the full game today? And same with, um, obviously, Evans got took off 10 minutes to go. He'd done a couple of good cross-field passes, but the midfield was stagnant. No be, pace in there, no energy, nothing. Uh, it'll be interesting because a guest we've got coming on Thursday show or Wednesday show next week knows Evans really well, knows the background and everything else about him. So it'd be good to get a bit of an insight, um, you know, in into that. But Evans is I a good am... midfielder, as in he yeah, can pass, yeah. he's a good pass with the ball. You tell him to put the ball 60 yards in the corner and he'll do that and pull it almost to the point where yeah. you've asked him to play it. Yeah. But he's kind of getting shoehorned into a position here because he's not got the legs to play in midfield and get up and down the pitch and show energy. But also, he doesn't play central defence because he can't win the aerial drills as much. And he's also just a bit slow in the tackle. Is, is he's a bit of a getting, passenger. Yeah, yeah. Is Rowick getting players to play in positions what he thinks they can do, but in reality, they can't? 
Maybe. I mean, I, I just don't get it. Why is Leonard being shoehorned into the wide areas when he's a he's a bundle of energy in the middle? This is what I'm saying. Like Billy Mitchell comes on in ten minute spell, I see more commitment and effort. I I know it's the mill it's the mill stigma of one of our own. He's a youth player. He cares. Blah blah blah. But he, he done in ten minutes more than Evans and Savile both did combined in the game today. And the problem is, is like we're talking like this after a seven game unbeaten run. We, me and Kyle on a show Thursday, I get grabbed into his optimism. And I'm thinking we're going to win Saturday. When I look back on the guy afterwards, <laughs> yeah, fucking Kyle, what are you doing, mate? What are you doing? All that optimism's gone to my head. And I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, come on, we're going to win this game. We're going to go into the week and maybe get six points out of nine. We'll be lucky to get one win out of the next two games. Because Jeff United and Stoke both find their feet. Stoke in particular looks to be flying at the moment. Yeah, but that's, uh, the th- you see, that's the thing with us, you see. The problem is with us, if we're going into a game where we think we ain't going to win, then normally we might get a result. But we go into games where you think we should win there easy. We always fucking fuck it up. I mean, Luton should have been easy win. But to be fair... I don't think it you, should have been. I don't think it should have been an easy win. But I think... I mean, you could beat fucking 3-0. You can't I know. I can't, I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, 3-1. So no fucking, I can't believe it. Don't I, that, I'm saying, but, I mean, the optimism got to me. I on, think. That's what I'm saying. You see, the thing is what I like with... Um, which we're coming to in a bit, a bit more about it. But Fan Hub. If you go on there and you go into the app... It's got obviously all the all the news stories against Millwall. You can find all our stuff in there as well, being a content maker on there. But you look at it and you go, you can go onto Luton side and you read through some of the Luton press, and and they were predicting that they were going to win two one. They 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 didn't really rate us. They thought that we were fairly there to be taken. Um, we're quite reasonable, you know. We're quite readable. We play the same sort of football. It's easy to fucking break down. And they reckon that with their striker coming back, that it's just given them a you know a massive confidence boost and I think it did they come there today with a game plan and they stuck to that game plan and it won and they they got a result and that's all they wanted that's you know that's all they wanted was that result and they got it and unfortunately you know Gary went what what did he go five three two four four two five three one two five three fucking six nine ten fucking twelve whatever we played about four or five different formations during that game, and not one of them fucking worked. I think this is the first sign of him being a bit unsure on what his best side is or what's the best way to play. Yeah, I but think... I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, listen, listen to his fucking his his match reports today. Yeah, one Since... second before you do that, I just got the reason why I'm not surprised we lost today, or you know, I got dragged into the optimism, is because Luton beat Coventry five nil three weeks ago. Coventry then beat. Fulham 4-1. This division is so unpredictable at its best at times, and we know that. But they're, they're, they're a good football inside. And the reason why I thought we'd do well today is we normally play well against these sort of teams. Sit compact in shape, hard to beat, counter-attack, score a goal. We didn't yeah. do enough of that today. There was nothing about that. And also, Luton gave us the ball. They said, go on, play with it. And that's, that's, our, that's our kryptonite there. When we've got more ball in the game, we don't yeah. do a lot. And, no. you know, you mentioned Rats' words. I, I've got a lot to say about it. So, go on, you read out some of it. And so, Rats' disappointing seven-game unbeaten run, disappointing seven-game unbeaten run, and to be quite excited, um, to be ex- quite excited where you can put a performance in that shows we're desperate to get where we want to be. We didn't have that extra bit of drive. We wanted the game to be a little bit nice. Mm. What the fuck is that? And then he goes on to say they've scored that's just with two counter attacks. He says yeah, we've got we the got... ball nicked off us playing nice little passes. Nice little really? passes. I don't think nice little passes. I think if they were nice little passes, they wouldn't have been able to take the ball off us. And I what's nice little fucking... passes? Oh. What does that mean? Yeah, 
also we had a lot more possession and shots, but never really looked like we were going to be we were going to win the game. Luton deserved to win. He's right. Really? He is yeah, right. Of course he's right. And then right, I can see our fans leaving, and I don't blame them. It wasn't a performance we needed. We've got to be better. No fucking shit, Sherlock. But you've known that for the last fucking eight games. When every time you get a draw, I mean, fuck's sake, we don't keep posting pictures of draws with Rout's face with fucking draws on it every week when you get us a draw because you just can't fucking seem to win a game. And then a large amount of games, we've done more than we did today. And we've got to show that little bit of grit and determination. We turned up wanting the game to be nice. Our fans want to see a little bit more passion, running and energy. We didn't show that today. Again, no fucking shit, Sherlock. He's blaming, the, he, he's blaming, he's the, blaming players the players with these post-match words. But, and this is why I disagree with him. I think there was one more quote. I don't think it was the same one you're here. reading. I've got one here which says, I don't know why why that is. We say the right things. We have the right... We have, we have to go out there and do it. Our intention was to get on the front foot and take the game to Luton. But they fully deserve to beat us. Very, very simple. To me, he's either lost the dressing room and now he's throwing the players out and thinking... If I'm going to get fucking done by the fans here and cunted off, you're coming with me. He's contradicting himself as well, though, because the yeah. way he's setting up is to look after the ball. Yeah. A 5-2-3, having more defenders, but also passing the ball around and looking for the opportunity, that's what he wants. And when he's saying it's nice, we want to play nice, we're playing nice passes, it's the way he wants the team to play. So then he's coming out after saying we should have more passion, more grit, more determination. He's trying to move away from that because he's not playing an up and out kind of style of let's run them into the ground. He's not doing that. He's trying to play with a more conserved approach of football. The quote that got me the most is, um, it was on Jake Saunders as well. Uh, I still believe there's a lot more to come from the team. That's how I felt before the game, how I feel today, is maybe we are happy with being mid-table. Maybe we are happy with that bit of mediocrity and I'm disappointed with that. No, the, the players, I think, right? He, it, it's nothing to, to me, he's not blaming the setup. He's blaming the players completely. And it's like the players look genuinely disinterested. Like if you watch the players as we go one or down, they're thinking, like, we're not going to look like we're going to create an opportunity to get back in this game. We're relying on set pieces. A lot of the players look around like at, they're looking at Jed to do something, which is what I've said and bang the drum yeah. about constantly. We rely yeah. on Jed to do something good. And yeah. like I said to you, that podcast listening the other day said the same thing. But we rely, like he's basically turning around and like saying it's the players' fault, it's not the setup fault. I disagree with him completely. The, fuck, the moral of the story here is, is stop playing five defenders at home. Holloway tried to do it. Lomas tried to do it. Harris at times tried to play defensively towards the end of games and got done for it and, ha- and fans hated it. This, this is the same thing here. Stop playing Stop playing five defenders at home. I have no problem with it on the road. If we draw all our away games, I don't mind that because, you know, you, if you go to a stadium and get a point, a hard-earned point away from home, I'm fine with that. Yep. But it's the home games where you want the fans to be entertained. And this is what you're saying about losing the home fans. He's lost the home fans because as soon as we go one nil down, everyone's looking around going, this is shit. And then we're booing because we go, we then go into halftime, we're losing the ball, passing it around aimlessly, not looking as a game plan. There's no game plan what you're watching when we go one nil down. It's boring it, and fans are fed up with it. They really are. The only positive out today, and I have to say, you know, and I'll say it on record now to him, is congratulations to Luke. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. 
You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike. Series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. Please, he's just another RV League-educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Thank you very much for coming to the den and not mugging us off by not doing the knee on any other game and then suddenly coming to us and doing it. No knee today. Mm. Job done. Match goes on. Everything in. But you know what? The problem is, is that Rowick just doesn't seem to understand what Millwall fans want. He can pretend all he likes. You know, he can pretend he thinks he understands it and he can think what people tell him and all that. But the truth of the matter is, Millwall fans don't give a fuck if we lose 4-0, yeah? Okay, yeah, if we lost every game 4-0. As long as the players went out there and play 110% and fucking leave everything on the pitch, we'd be happy with losing 4-0. The problem is, when we get beat 2-0 and the players don't look as if they're fucking sweating, you're like, mate, really? What? What's going on? Do you know what I mean? It's a work. Uh, there's people who go out and work hard all week to pay to come to Millwall, right? And the more and more time we have to put up with all this shit, the less time people are going to go. I mean, it's just, I... just going to stop. It, I, I know loads of season ticket holders what have not 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 returned this season, and I know loads of season tickets who brought this season, and they are so pissed off that they're they're debating not going. You know, they're they're saying, well. I'm not going to renew and all that. I'll be interested to see what the numbers are compared to last year to this year. And you know what? The few games, a few good couple of games I've been to this season, there seems to be a hell, a hell of a lot of tourists. And is that where we're going now? We're just going to, you know, is that the route we're going down? We're just going to become a tourist club where, you know, we don't really have a core fan base. It's just literally people who can't get a ticket to go see a premiership fucking grab a ticket on the gate and come and watch us because, you know, they're the people who are going to watch it. People you don't give a shit about coming week in, week out. You know, that that's where you're going to get it. No, I agree with you, Mickey. I, do, I really do. And it's like, this is one point, is like today, you've got day trippers there today, or we call them day trippers. Fans don't always get down to them. And that's what you serve up. That, that's what That's all you serve up. And that's why people are getting fed up watching us at home. And that's why people won't bother coming to the games anymore. And I agree with you. Like it is, it's it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a downward trend. And this is and this is the ironic theme because we're saying this after one defeat in eight games, but only two three wins in there. I, I don't know, I, I can't work it out. Are, are we happy sitting in mid table and not and watching dull football? I guess the answer is no. The answer a couple of years ago would have been yes, hundred percent. But to the board, yes. Well, this, is, board, this is what I'm about to say. See, this is yeah. this is the problem. You see, to the board sitting mid table, staying in as a championship club, they're perfectly happy with that. But as you fans, <laughs> do you know what I mean? As fans, no, yeah, we're not. Right. We're not. And unfortunately, the club needs to understand that it don't matter who sits on your board 
It don't matter who sits with their name above the door or anywhere else. It's our fucking club, and it'll always be our club. All, all, all what the board and everyone else is there, they're just custodians of our club. And, you know, we will put up with a lot of stuff for so long, and then something will come along and break, break the camel's back. You know, the straw breaks the camel's back, and then we go back to being cunts. And, and, and that's, that's it. That history proves it. Look yeah. over history. History proves it. You know, look how many times we've, we've had proper flowers where things ain't been going right and something happens and all of a sudden we go back to being horrible cunts. And, and that's it. This thinks of, um, like, because we're mid-table, we're not, we're not struggling as the status goes are struggling. It stinks of um, the end of Mark McGee before Dennis Wise came in. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. If, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if people recall that, but like that was a kind of way. You know, the end's coming. We're mid-table, but we we want better. And I think we're at that point now where, like, you know, we can see the potential in a lot of these players. You said it yourself, Vicky. You know, these are good players, but we're getting served up that every week, and we're sitting there with a you know a goal difference of like ones and zeros every week, and it's like it's not entertaining football. You look at Luton today, right? Luton win, got to tenth place, scored twenty because he was sixteen. Millwall scored less than one goal a game now this season. Eleven I mean, goals in twelve games. It's what, boring. We, yeah, it's yeah, boring. but we're still four points off, fucking four this points is the, off or whatever. It's five, like five, five, five off. So we're not a million miles away. Do we expect too much? Yeah, of course we do. But you know what? It's listen. This is my point. The goalposts are moved. Like as in, like this is what I'm trying to say. Like we want to be in goal, it, don't we? We want to be in it yeah. to win it, not fucking. We don't want the strategy to be top 10. I think that pre-season was like, you know, we're a top 10 club. Yeah, well, it might be. But let's, you know, if we are a top 10 club, let's be aiming for the playoff positions. I'm sure let's there's not a just portion... Go... I'm sure there's a portion of the fan base that go like, careful what you wish for. You don't know what's around the corner. The grass yeah, yeah, ain't green, with... always green on the other oh, side. Oh, I agree. Look, I'm I not don't, I don't know. I, I don't... I'm not right out yet. But I'm very, very close. I'll, I'll give him... So probably Boxing Day. If you had the decision today, row it out mm. now or not, what's your answer? I'll keep him for now. I've said 15 game mark is when I, my change, my game mark. After Huddersfield away him. is when I change my mind. Yeah. yeah. But I always say it's about points. I'm now changing my mind to go, if I'm not entertaining the next three games, I'd get rid of him. Oh, there you go. I, I, really, I think I, if I had to choose today, if I had to decide today, could we get rid of him and get a Chris Wilder in or get rid of him and get... This is the problem. Like, who would you get next? I, I think you could convince someone like Chris Wilder. I think the season's early enough, right? You're I sitting don't think there. No, nah, he won't leave Luton. He's left no. them once. He won't go back to do no, it. No, I know he won't. But that's who you want. You want a player like you want a manager like him who who's no, passionate. Right was that? Right was yeah. that when he first came in? Was he? Yeah, he was. Everyone was, was so refreshed about what we saw. Oh, look at his fresh interviews. He's making yeah, attack. But... He's making attacking substitutions. He's winning the game against Charlton. It's one-one with five minutes to go. Do you remember when Everyone, Holloway no, came in? No, we all said it. We all said remember it. Remember when Holloway came in? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get proven right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Win but... percentages and everything else come out, mate. And we fi- we find them out. The difference with Rowett and Holloway and everyone, every manager that's failed at this club. I'm not saying Rowett's spell will be a failure at this club because he kept the club afloat in the division, but. The, so the did thing, Harris. No, no, no. Because with Harris, he left on his own terms. It's different. Managers that get sacked from Millwall move away from four at the back, move away from four four two, move away from the Millwall identity. Rowett's done that now, mm. and it's a ticking clock going in only yeah, yeah, one yeah. direction. I and that's, it, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point to mention there because 
Harris left on his own accord thinking, I've tried. I've tried yeah, to sign new yeah, players yeah, this summer. Yeah. I can't do it. I want out. I think it's time to go. And the club agreed kind of reluctantly at the time. Rarit's in the same scenario as what Holloway was in. The difference is that this is a struggling season because you look at the division, you look at the teams up there, Coventry, Stoke. I mean, Stoke's a big club. Coventry, Huddersfield, Reading, QPR, Blackburn. This is all the top 10 and Luton, right? And obviously then you've got your big boys, West Brom, Bournemouth, Fulham. But we should be one of those teams up there. We want to be one of those teams up there. But we're missing a trick here because we're playing dull football and sitting on 11 goals. 11 goals after 12 games. Uh, it's not good enough. It really isn't. And I, do you know what? I am almost rowing it out. I really am because I'm just fed up watching it week in, week out. I really am. You, you get offered that. And like I said, away from home, I have no problem playing like that. Playing to score a set piece in the 90th minute. Winning away at home at Barnsley, right? It'll be at Barnsley as poor as they were. Yeah. Brilliant scenes. Worth it. Away from home. You've gone up to a northern shithole. You've taken the three points. You've given the yeah. two fingers up to the to the home fans going, fuck off. See you later. Go cry home on your way home. We're the ones going on our home, crying on the way home, drowning our sorrows today because we're not getting entertained. I, I agree with you, Mickey. If we see a team that gets 110%, but also plays on the front foot, we're happy. But it's boring. And it's, it's not shit. cheap. It's boring. It's not cheap going to football. No. You know, especially like the people who aren't seeing, you know, season ticket holders, okay, you're paying fucking what, 16, 17 quid a ticket, like in the in the Jeremy Kyle stand. It's not, sorry, mate, in the CBL stand because you said 20, 27 quid, mate, not 16, right. 17. No, is that what it quid. works out per game, is it? Oh, no, wait, for my season ticket. I mean, yeah. I, I, pay, I paid 20 quid because I renewed it last year, but I think it was retail price of, ooh, three, 380 maybe, 350. Maybe yeah, a bit so more. I can't remember. Just say it's three fifty. So yeah, let's have a look. So so three fifty divided by what? Twenty three games, twenty six games, twenty three games, isn't it? Fifteen quid. Fifteen quid. Yeah. Fifteen pounds. So, twenty yeah, one a game. What I said. But if you pay on a day, it's going to cost you twenty five quid or so, right? Thereabouts. Yep. Yeah. You think you go there with a couple of kids? You could be paying fucking, you know, hundred quid for your tickets. Go over family, whatnot, mate. You know, few mates, wherever you're paying hundred quid for tickets couple of hundred quid for the booze day and all that lot of food, etc. etc. You're doing two, three hundred quid. You're gonna sit there and go, I don't want to do this every week. Do you mm. know what I mean? Even every other week. I'm not gonna part with this. I'll wait till we're winning. And then the trouble is that you know, yeah, okay, great. You wait till you're winning, you go back. Um we're mugs, we still go watch it at home, mate. Do you know what I mean? We still go watch this football, but are we gonna travel all the way up to a northern shithole to be treated like mugs by South Yorkshire police? Who you know, Mark Roberts? You are a mug, and you do treat us like pricks. Um, it, it, I, it's I would have gone actually, to be fair, but I'm a bit short for, for dough at the minute as well, so that's probably why I won't go. But if I had the dough, I definitely would have gone 100. But I can't just fight at the minute. I would have gone Huddersfield. I, I don't know why, but I love away days, and I, I'm ha- like I said, I'm happy to see us play that like away from home. But I tell you what, he's got a rest of home form pronto. That's that's the moral of this story here, mate. And I think got to be four forward, four forward to or even attacking football. Just go for it. Just show us some commitment. And I think um, we've come to a natural end of part one anyway, mate. Yeah. Any any lasting words you want before we go into part two, mate? I don't no, think just so. right. If you listen or one of the team listen, just look, you know, you're more than welcome to come on or fucking send us an email with something you want to say or whatnot. Gary Wright is not coming on. on this podcast. No, mate. no, never, never in a minute. Listen, we, we ask a question, <laughs> we might. We, you know, we can always brain out. But look, you know, just want to see attacking football. All we want yeah. to do is see passion... Uh, and a bit of exciting football to watch at the den. Let the players do what we we know they're capable of doing and see what happens. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, 
if it works out wrong and we get beat, we get beat. But, you know, we played your way today, fucking defensively, and we still got beat. So, um, yeah. hey-ho. But it is yeah. one game in seven. It, it, you know, is it that bad? It's just a boring football that does me in at home. That's, it's fed up. That's it's it. bo- I'm fed up seeing it week in, week out at home. It, it's, bef- it's, it's tough, mate. It we've, is. Scored, we've scored an average of one goal a game at home. Yeah. That, that's not good enough. Not I good think, enough. I think I will give it till Boxing Day before getting into the riot out camp. But you reckon I've, three more games? I've said it, 15 game mark. I said that originally yeah. three games ago before we won against yeah. Crystal City. Yeah. If he's got less than 15 points after 15 games, I'd get rid. That still applies, but obviously we're on 15 points now. Yeah. But also, I'm going to say it now, the next three games, if, if we're not entertained to watch and we get beat in the majority of games... I think I think a change has to happen. I think when we go into November international break, you got to think the season's still alive here. You think back to that Mark McGee era, like I said, yeah. McGee leaves after almost getting us promoted a couple of times, Cheer knocking out, the door. Mark McGee. Yeah, but then oh, Dennis White. What it mean? Dennis White comes in, and you see a spark and a change. And I think we're in a position where we can almost salvage and get the objective we want, which is trying. But get we in know the top why. Six. But we know why, don't we? Because we've spoken to players, we've spoken to ex-players, and we know why Dennis White's got. You know, the team, he focused on team interaction, you know, mm-hmm. team bonding. You know, he took him to David Hayes' gym and done boxing there and everything else. You know, we've heard the stories with, with what's with um, Darren Ward, Darren Ward and stuff. Do you know what I mean? What's on our YouTube channel, if you've not heard them, where, you know, the boxing stories and stuff. And we, we know that he put it together. So, you know, we've just got to do something to make the players want to play for us. Yeah, you know, want to want to go out and play. We're not play for us, play for you, Gary. Do you know what I mean? Because at the moment, you know, if they can't understand what the fuck you want, there's no fucking chance we're going to understand it. Should we queue up part two? I'm done yeah, whinging about me or forty yeah, minutes yeah. of forty minutes of. I wouldn't say that's negativity. If you're listening, and you think it is, let us know. I mean, just whatever you think and whatever your thought process after today's defeat, just tell us what you think. Tell us what you feel. Uh, we love getting your comments and all your interactions. Check it out, uh, check us out on Twitter, whatever. But I think it's it's just a it's a wear your heart on sleeve moment, obviously. But also, I think it's like a it's a general consensus amongst the whole fan, fan base, almost. And I feel like we're capturing that. And um, yeah, it'd be good to see what people think. So we'll go into part two anyway um, and talk a bit about Tuesday's trip up to Bramwell Lane. Welcome back, part two. Uh, Omar, 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 I wish, oh, yeah. I wish that Omar instead of having job, a dog, I wish instead of Omar having a dog on his lap, he would uh, he would have had a cat because then I could have said, "Welcome back to part two. Omar's playing with his pussy," and uh, and off we go. <laughs> if you watch on YouTube, I mean, look, look how cute this dog is. Anyway, by the way, look, she's just gorgeous. And if you're not, if you're listening on audio, there's an incentive to check out our YouTube out channel. Right? You know what I mean? So. um Check out the uh, YouTube channel and see see my dog. Anyway, um, welcome to part two. You stole my thunder. Thanks, mate. We're talking about uh, Tuesday's game away at Bramall Lane. Uh, Sheffield United, we're coming to town. I hope you're ready for us. I mean, they won 2-1 today at Stoke City. They were 1-0 down at one point, Mickey. A good 2-1 win to turn it around. They seem to be getting their mojo back a little bit, uh, Sheffield United, you know. Especially at home. They've won their last uh, two at home. And I think they're unbeaten in a few, actually. I'm looking now, they're unbeaten in three, four, five home games this season. Be a tough place to go, mate. I think it's always been a tough place to go, but especially with the full Marine at the moment, a big performance is needed. 100%. 100%. 
We need to absolutely turn up with our A game and Gary Rowick needs to have a fucking plan B, plan C and a plan D and yeah. also bring the kitchen fucking sink. I think he's going to set up the same way we expect him to, which I don't mind away from home. I always say it. Um, but it's. I think we need to see... I think Scott Malone hopefully be back. I don't know what the severity of his injury is. It'd be good to know what's going on with that. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I think we do need to go into that game with a bit of kind of confidence as well, which I don't think the squad will have going into this game. It's a tricky place to go at the best of times. Obviously, they had their tricky start to the season, Sheffield United. They currently reside in uh, 13th place in, this, in the table. They're on 15 points, same as us. They score more goals, though, Mickey. They're on 16 goals so far this season. Fucking every against. scores more goals than us at the minute. It's probably set up so for us to get a hard... Oh, do you know what? If I had to predict the game right now, it's probably set up for us to get a hard-earned nil-nil draw away from home. That That's my gut feeling. Um, a back-to-the-wall back performance, seeing it out, occasional chance on the counter-attack. I was thinking, cool, imagine if Jed put that away when he's through one-on-one. That's the kind of vibe I'm getting going into this game. Um, I think I think we might think it, mate, because we know that the players read socials, right? We know the players are on social media. I don't think they're all PR-operated Twitter accounts. I think some of them are real and some of them share about... And, and so whatnot. you think we're going to, what, sorry, win? Or? I, I think, you know what, I think we might nick a 1-0 or maybe Bloody a 2-1. I think, I think we might nick it, probably won't. What's fair. in that Carlsberg you're drinking, mate? Bloody hell. What have you it's put in there? It's pure vodka. Is it? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's the fucking drugs that I took with it. But no, it's... um. <laughs> I, I, I think... I, look, I, I want to try and be positive. I don't want to do, you know... We don't want to do a, a, a negative podcast, you know, where we're just slagging them off. We, we you know, we've done a reshuffle to stop that. But, um, you know, we... um. I, I just want to be a little bit positive. We will. I think. I think I agree with you. It's either going to be a hard fought nil nil draw or a hard fought one all draw. But I've just got an inkling that we could possibly nick it one nil or maybe two one. I just think that you know we might be able to nick it. Um, yeah, I'm going to be positive on it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, fuck I mean, it. why not? There's no reason to not be positive, right? I mean, it's not like we've just been beat two 0 at home by a mid table championship side that are a good footballing side as well i think this is our kryptonite this season mate and Sheffield United will be a good footballing side it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough ask I, I just i just know it is um and stoke are no slouches this season and obviously for them to get turned over when they're going one nil up today i think it's gonna be a tough game i really do um credit to everyone that's going up there i, I like you yeah, said yeah, probably, be, off, probably, probably be about three four hundred if that let's be honest um it's normally a good way they to go to i'd love it to be on a saturday i would definitely try to find myself up there um, but it's, I think he's going to have to change things up, but he won't. It's going to be back to the norm of back to the wall, like I said. Um, if if I'll say it, if if like if it was up to us, if it was that kind of occasion, I think I'd love to see us go four four two and give him a game. I really would. I think you know you have got Matt Amara playing right back. I'd say Hutchinson and maybe Ballard playing centre half. Um, go left back Malone. I know it's a bit attacking, but just give him a game. Um, I'd, I'd say Ojo on the left, Jed on the right, put Mitchell in the middle with Keithton Belt, bit of bite in the middle, bit of energy in legs, and then go for a phobia and Smith up front. Just throw the kitchen sink at it, go direct, go and cause them trouble. I think get players in and around the box, just commit bodies forward. If you get picked off on the counter attack, yeah, okay, but just at least show a bit of intent to go and win the game. Maybe Sheffield United away isn't the occasion for it. Maybe Stoke at home is the occasion for that setup that I mentioned there. But I just think we've just got to see something to kind of suggest that we've got our meal there. It's hidden away somewhere, but 
it's still lurking in there. I mean, you're on mute, Mickey, as per usual. And, you know, you're due one a show, sitting there on mute. But um, if you want to unmute yourself, feel free to do so. I just thought... You know, I wouldn't interfere with you. You but, was trying uh, to talk. What are you on about? And if you're watching on YouTube, talk. you know exactly what Mickey was trying to butt in and yeah. talk there. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll do the YouTube editing this week. Um, <laughs> um, I would say I was having a conversation myself, but yeah, fuck it. Look, I agree with you. I think <sighs> Mill's got to be in there somewhere, right? Um, is an experienced manager. He can't be this shit unless the players don't buy into his way of fucking what he's doing, or he's mm. just you know. We've said it before. Is it? Is it was was Callum the man manager, and there isn't that connection. Smith, you know, Alex Pierce was kept on for a reason. Um, you know, to be a man manager, possibly, potentially, to keep the players in line, to work with him and all that. But I don't know. Something's not working and we've got to find it quick. We've got two days. Um, you know, mm. whether or not they're training tomorrow or not, I don't know. It'd be interesting to, to watch some training to see, you know, how the atmosphere is there. Um, but the atmosphere today didn't look, you know, the players look confused. The players look for you. I'm still going to be positive. Fuck it. I'm going to go. We're going to get a win at Sheffield United. Just... Just to repay those who fucking watched the shit today and travelled up there on Tuesday, they need to have a, a journey home because it's you know it's a bit of a trek back to fucking South East London and Kent from from Sheffield, mate. About three hours, you can do it in the right way. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I agree with you, mate. It's a shit place to go, mate. I hope we do. Sheffield's South not Yorkshire too bad. Place. Sheffield's Sheffield, a decent town. It's good little, it's of, good little bars and fucking, stuff like that. Good it's full bar. of fucking Northerners and the, and it's got fucking South Yorkshire police. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be a tough game. I think, you know, Sheffield United still have the same sort of folk that was in the Premier League them last season. Billy Sharp's quite consistent in their side, back in the team. 35 years of age, but still scoring a few goals a season. I think he's got three and 12 appearances in the Championship. Morgan Gibbs White's on loan from Wolverhampton Wanderers. Obviously, Luke Freeman's there. I think he's injured at the moment, but obviously Luke Freeman's a player who's linked within the January, uh, in the winter window. Summer window, sorry. I'll spit yeah. my words out. I'm going to go nil-nil. Sorry, mate. I am. Um, and I think it's going to be a tough game. nil-nil. Kai's, Kai's coming in now and he's, uh, he's going to be doing 3 0. Yeah. yeah Kai, <laughs> Kai said 3 0. No, 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 no problem. Um, yeah. Go on, mate. You, you round us up anyway. And tell I'll us stop round us up. Saying. I mean, there'll be a couple of other bits probably we're going. But the first one is listen, right? Really, really important advice if you're listening to this, right? We're not trying to teach you to suck eggs. We're to get, this, is, this is proper, proper advice. If the old Bill phone you and they want to chat with you regarding something what happened an away game or a home game, right? Any conversation with the old Bill is not a friendly chat, okay? Make sure that you take a fucking lawyer with you or speak to a lawyer before agreeing to do anything with the old Bill. Because remember, the old Bill ain't your mate, okay? The sooner they can get you on a charge, the better it is for them. Or if they can't get you on a charge, but they can take you on a football ban, then they get paid for that. So they get paid between two and a half, three and a half, four and a half grand to get people on football banning orders. So, you know, if they give you, you know, no further action and you think, well, result, there'll be another knock at the door, mate, where they put you through the civil court and put you on a football banning order. So look, right, remember, all these people getting nicked at Cardiff, 
I will down to the fact, and the West Brom now, they put pictures out the other day for West Brom. These people are all getting nicked because you're fucking job-happy fucking camera phone people want to go around videoing fucking punch-ups. Stop videoing it at football, okay? Fucking video your missus if you want, sucking your cock, rather, but don't fucking video violence at football grounds because you're going to get people nicked. And it's as simple as that. And we say, oh, Millwall family this, Millwall family that. Well, fucking prove it. Because at the moment, you're grassing your fucking pals up, mate, by videoing them. But seriously, don't go see the old Bill without a lawyer. There, there's a lawyer on ours. I retweeted, we retweeted something the other day. We put it we put it as a pin tweet, if we, we, we can, with the football lawyers. There's Alison um, Gerda and there's um, Mel from um, Football Lawyer. Uh, it's free to have a, a lawyer... Uh, at the police station, so you can have one there for free, and then obviously, at least, then you're protected. You're on mute, dickhead. I know I'm on mute because oh. I, I didn't expect you to stop talking. To be honest, um, oh. thanks for that, Mickey. Um, I'm going to say my piece before we go anyway because we're rounding up, and then Mickey's probably going to see us out. But if you're new around here, obviously, be sure to subscribe and like the video. It's always muchly appreciated. Uh, yeah, obviously, check us out on Twitter at that mill pods. Leave your comments below. Obviously, what you thought about today's show is probably, you know, a little bit more ranty than usual, but I think it's comes from the heart, so to speak. You know, we're Millwall fans. We care about the club. We want to see the team just perform well. We don't care about win or lose sometimes. Um, we just want to see some energy and Millwall performances. And, uh, yeah, I think that's obviously all it from me. I think Mickey wants to see us out. And, um, no, nothing you want to say? No, mate. I mean, look, just the same thing, mate. You know, get on YouTube. Check out the website. There's some different things on there now, mate. Um, that Millwallpodcast.co.uk. Uh, have a look at that, see what you think. Uh, you can find a lot of the Mill stories on there, all our YouTube stuff. Um, if there's anything what we're bringing in, new features and stuff, uh, if there's anything that you like, like uh, Thursday, Kai and, and Omar did the Loney watch, just talks about some of the Loney players, which they'll probably do again this week, um, which is some, some good news for some of our Loneys uh, this week. They seem to have scored today and stuff. So, that's good. Any bits and pieces you like. If you don't like me, it's tough shit, mate. It's my fucking podcast. I ain't going nowhere. So you're fucked there, mate. Um, but we haven't had any reviews slagging me for a while. So, you know, we're free round on them. Um, the other thing we do, we are talking, and it looks as if we probably will. We will probably be doing two shows in November. We might I hope that's like, what I was waiting for you to plug, yeah. by the way. I was going to go, I was literally going to say, yeah, yeah. I can't believe you've yeah, not plugged yeah. no, the shirt no, shows because you've been in my ear about it for three or four but days. People have been on us for a while now saying, What happened to Friday Night Live? Where's Friday Night Live done? We like that. We like this. We like that. So we're going to bring it back for two shows uh, in November. It'll be two weeks back to back shows where we're going to do the first show we're looking to do from the 80s um, to the 90s. I think it is. Or, or 2000s, even the 80s to 2000, two decades, 20 years of shirts. And then we're going to do 2000 to now. We're going to look back at four decades of shirt. We're going to talk about memories, what shirts have, good times, what we had in certain shirts, um, stories. If you've got any stories you want to get in touch, DM us or um, send us an email at that podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave us a voice message off the website or you can contact us directly from the website. Um, we will look for people to get on board. If you want to come on the show, you know, have a five-minute slot, tell us what certain shirts mean to you, your first game you went to, first game you went with your dad, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, you will see loads of videos um, what have been done with 
all the shirts from the individual decades, etc., 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 etc. But we will be coming back. The dates will be released shortly. Uh, keep an eye out on our YouTube channel if you subscribe. We will be starting to schedule the show very soon. So if you're already subscribed and you clicked uh, the bell, then obviously you will get notification when we announce that. But it's going to be a laugh. We're going to come back live. Um, anything can happen and anything can go wrong. And hopefully we can get some of you on board. So those of you who bugged the shit out of us for weeks on end, and there is a good fair few of you, those on Facebook who never got answered, we did see all your messages and we are listening. Um, so we're going to bring it back for two and we're going to go with the shirts. And if that works, then there's other things where we can bring them into debates. But we need you to be involved because it is a debate show. So, uh, yeah, other than that, watch across socials, watch YouTube, uh, listen to us. We appreciate every one of you who takes the time out of your day to listen to us. It means the world to us. Um, yeah, that's me done. I'm fucked. I'm going. Uh, yeah. I'm about yeah. to get another Heineken out of the fridge and sit there and cry into um, my lap, I suppose, because we all lost today. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to go walk my fucking German Shepherd. So, yeah, all good. All right. Thanks for listening as always, guys. See you very soon. With Vanguard advice, no matter what your retirement goals are, they can help you get there and enjoy it for years to come. The financial journey is all yours, but you never have to take it alone. That's the value of ownership. Visit Vanguard.com and explore Vanguard advice. All investing is subject to risk. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Services are provided by Vanguard Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Message. What up, what up? It's Heather's cousin. You dated her in college, or maybe you were just in the same class. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat, my man. Let's hit the water. Oh, and Heather told me you always liked uh, snacks and stuff, so I could totally bring some chips. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them, and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Hey, also, I'm a little short on cash, so can you cover the chips? Thanks. I can see why Heather liked you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Away day are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.